children's favorite books, one of my favorite books to read them, is Caps for Sale. Does anybody remember this book? <laughs> the story of a peddler who sells caps or hats that he stacks up on his, on his head, right? First his own checked cap, then a bunch of gray caps, then a bunch of brown caps, then blue caps, and on the very top, red caps. One day, as he's going around selling, nobody's, nobody's buying, so he takes a walk out in the country, and he takes a nap under a tree. When he wakes up, all the caps are gone. And he looks up into the tree. On every branch was a monkey, and on every monkey there was a cap. <laughs> they were not malicious little crooks. They were actually just doing what the peddler did. Whenever the peddler did something, He'd yell at them and he'd say, you monkeys, you! And they'd say, tss, tss. And eventually, do you remember what happens? Eventually, the peddler gets so mad, he throws his hat on the ground. And the monkeys throw their caps on the ground. And he picks them up and he goes. They do whatever the peddler does. Some days, I feel like one of those monkeys. Like I am miming the motions of an anxious culture. Parroting the gyrations of consumerism. Lapping up the fear spoon-fed me by the media. But today, I remember that I am not one of those monkeys. Today, we remember the Good Shepherd. Every year on the fourth Sunday after Easter, the church celebrates Good Shepherd Sunday. And this year, in year B, we get the goods. We get all the best readings. We get this gospel, which gives the day its name. I am the Good Shepherd. We got that bit. We get Psalm 23, of course, the one everybody knows. The Lord is my shepherd. Thank you. When we get this epistle from 1 John... We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. All of these notions remind us that the good shepherd guides us with purpose and direction. Let's start with the gospel to understand that purpose and direction. I am the good shepherd. The gospel of John is, of course, filled with these I am statements. Greek, ego eimi. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the bread of life. I am the water of life. All these statements recall the divine voice in the Hebrew Bible, the great I am, such as the divine response to Moses in the burning bush. Ehye, asher, ehye. I am that I am. This particular I am statement, I am the good shepherd, comes in a passage in, in which Jesus is discussing the healing of a man born blind. You might remember this, right? Jesus sees a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. Remember that? It's a little unsettling, but that's the setting. Within that context, we remember this repeated notion 
and John of Jesus coming into the world, not to condemn us, but to guide us back to life. In the case of this healing, it was not the man born blind who needed direction, but the people who were judging the blind man. Like a good shepherd, Jesus is leading his sheep. And for the good shepherd, that is not just a job. He's not just a monkey going through the motions. Jesus does this work because he loves his sheep. I know my own, and my own know me. Jesus goes even further. He tells his disciples that he has, quote, other sheep. When I was a kid, my dad uh, was pretty sure that this was a reference to aliens. <laughs> and who, who am I to say? Uh, but most likely, after years of biblical scholarship, I think it is most likely a reference to non-Israelites. In Jesus' time, this was anathema. This was like stupid, that this crazy love that Jesus would include other sheep in the Israelites' promised love. This week I heard a story of a woman over in San Inez who has 20 horses. She's adopted 20 horses. This is not her livelihood or anything. She just has a ton of horses. Uh, (laughs) Jesus' love is something like that to those religious authorities. It's something like a cat lady, right? (laughs) From the perspective of the religious establishment, Jesus' love is like a cat lady. He is way too generous. He takes in too many strays. Like me. The religious authorities thought Jesus' love was extravagant, that it was wasteful. But those hired hands are missing the point. I know my own, and my own know me. The God love life is about relationship, not about an exclusive club. Jesus' extravagant love recalls the good shepherd from Psalm 23, right? With all those beautiful lines, my cup overflows. An image of extravagance, abundance, wastefulness. That is the vision depicted in all those classic lines so many of us know by heart. God is my shepherd. God prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. God anoints my head with the healing solve. That is what that notion is about. God leads me beside still waters. God makes me lie down in green pastures. We get it. God leads us good places, right? Good places for scared, hungry sheep like me. Then we get that final line. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It sounds like a pleasant gloss tacked on to a shepherd-themed poem, but it is not. If there's a biblical verse that has been mistranslated to the detriment of its original meaning, it is this one. The word we know as follow in the Hebrew is rodaf, meaning to pursue, to chase, Surely goodness and mercy will pursue me, will chase me throughout life. 
sheep who spend their lives in fear of predators, in fear of things chasing them, are in fact chased by goodness and mercy. Not only is God leading us, but goodness and mercy are constantly tracking us down. However scared we may be, however hard things are now, still waters and green pastures are ahead, and goodness and mercy are catching up. As we were talking about this the other day, Casey brought up the similarity to the It Gets Better project, right? You guys remember this? Speaking to young LGBT folks, adults all over the country and all over the world uh, made videos that spoke to how those young folks were afraid that the isolation and fear they experienced in their young lives would last their entire lives. And the video project told them it gets better. Your life does not have to be filled with the pain you have now. You will find communities of people like the folks here at St. Mike's who love you exactly the way you are. Still waters and green pastures await. Instead of bullies and ignorance, goodness and mercy will pursue you. In John... Jesus ups the ante on that promise, on that community. He tells us something else about love. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Notice the agency here. No one is ever going to take my life from me. I lay it down. In full candor, one of the reasons I love this line is because it was used by the band Wilco in their song Theologians, which we will play <laughs> as our postlude, so hang tight for that. Um, Theologians, a song uh, you know, whose refrain is Theologians, they don't know nothing about my soul. <laughs> a nice little pun and Wilco's jab, jab at the hired hands out there in the religious establishment, but I digress. No one takes my life from me. I lay it down. Jesus' pursuing love has agency. And as we've seen before, John's Jesus is a superhero. He is a Greco-Roman deity. There's no infancy narrative. Everything Jesus does is by his choice. In John, Jesus is not arrested in the garden. He's not betrayed by a kiss. Jesus goes out, in, out of the garden and hands himself in. Jesus runs the show. Jesus guides the sheep. He reveals the nature of love, like we see in the epistle today. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. We're going to hear a very similar line from John's gospel in a few weeks. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus is saying that true love allows itself to be consumed by the goodness and mercy that are chasing us. The shepherd is guiding us to the way of the cross. In his seminal book, the Politics of Jesus. Christian ethicist and activist John Howard Yoder writes, The cross is not a detour or a hurdle on the way to the kingdom, nor is it even the way to the kingdom. 
It is the kingdom come. That's fine, you say, but I'm not an ancient Palestinian. The likelihood that I will end up on an actual cross is pretty slim. What does crucifixion look like in my life? It looks like parents being consumed by love. It looks like giving up your fear. It looks like speaking up when friends tell racist jokes. It looks like risking your career to stop sexual harassment in your workplace. It looks like feeding the homeless, helping undocumented students, planting a rose garden, digging a ditch. (laughs) It looks like the work that you all do regularly. And in fact, if you, might, if you keep it up, you just might end up like Jesus or MLK or Gandhi or Daniel Berrigan or Dorothy Day or Mother Teresa or Berta Cáceres. Today, the world celebrates Earth Day. Today, we remember those people who have given their lives to prevent the destruction of the biosphere we call home. People like Berta Cáceres in Honduras that we have talked about here before. People like Isidro Valdenegro López in Mexico, the Tarumara who fought for the forest there in uh, the Copper Canyon area. People like Maxima Acuña in Peru. People like Destiny Watford in Baltimore. People like the folks of Standing Rock Reservation. All of these people chose the way of the cross. They did not simply mimic the motions of others like the monkeys with the peddler. No, like parents with their children, like everyone who made and shared It Gets Better videos, like they all came to the cross through love. They were chased by goodness and mercy until they found full connection with God, earth, time, space, and all their fellow sheep. As our mystical mentors across the ages remind us, it is only in the personal death of the cross that we step into the fullness of life of the resurrection. We might not get there in our quotidian sheep life, but it's okay. We know that we are loved. We know that the Good Shepherd has been there, done that. We know the Good Shepherd and the Shepherd knows us. Always has and always will. Amen. Amen.